Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Open Mic. My name is Logan. I'm here with Coco, JC, and we got a special guest in the house today, part of our youth staff, the funniest guy I probably know, Mr. Wow. Daniel Stobbs. Daniel Stobbs, how you doing today, man? Wow. Thank you for that. I am doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. We uh, we all just had Hy-Vee lunch today. Yeah, we we went to the new Hy-Vee in Springfield Mo. got some lunch. Well, minus you, Daniel, but yeah. the rest of us did. You so would have been welcome, great. though, and wanted to be there. <laughs> yes. Thank so. you. And Gogo just alluded to it. We are talking <laughs> today about making people feel welcome and wanted. And I want to start it off. JC, tell us like a high-low or even just a story of like an awesome time you went to a business or a restaurant, they, they hosted you well, or a time they didn't. Yeah, anytime we go to Chick-fil-A, we always talk about Chick-fil-A, but they do great at hospitality, and I have friends that work at Chick-fil-A, and they tell me the inside scoop. Mm. There's like a four core, the core, core, four. Four, core, four. core four that they learn in training. second mile service. Mm-hmm. Yes, second mile service is one of those things, and they like have to excel at those at that training in order to be a good Chick-fil-A employee. So they're always stellar. Um, A bad place, though, I feel like sometimes nail places are really bad with hospitality. Mm -hmm. Like, they'll be, you walk in, they're like, what color you want? (laughs) And then they're like, pick out on the wall. And you're like, cool. And then they sit down and have an AirPod in, and they don't talk to you the whole time. But you were talking about a bad place, Logan. Tell your story. Yeah, so I went into a a chain restaurant, uh, fast food a little bit, if you will, uh, a, a young lady took my order, um, and she had an AirPod in. And then I get my order, and it's completely wrong. And I thought, man, if you take that AirPod out, you wouldn't have messed my <laughs> order up. And But I have grace because I'm a follower of Jesus. <laughs> I, 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 I took a step back, and I realized in light of eternity, this isn't that big of a deal. But <laughs> I remember wow. that. Coco, you got a story? Yeah. One time I went – this was kind of during quarantine. And, you know, during quarantine, we just had to get out. And so we went to – Wow, I almost said the place. We went to a place, and um, <laughs> I had to restrain myself. We're putting I, people I, on I will blast not, here. I will not tell them where it was. But we, we walked up. There's nobody in the restaurant, and uh, it's one of those where you can, like, pick what you want type situations. And uh, we're like, hey. And they're like, it's going to be 30 minutes. We have so many online orders. And we're like, we, like, looked around. We're like, cool. So, so it's going to be 30 minutes regardless or what? And they're like, yeah. So we left, and it was awful. Didn't get what we wanted. D stops. You got any? You got anything? Well, are we naming names? Nah, we won't name <laughs> names. We won't name wow, names. Wow, I went to this place, um, and I was trying. I was going through really fast. I was trying to get my 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 meal, and there was. I saw what I wanted sitting on the back of the counter, and I was like, okay, this this this. Name all the stuff I wanted, and I'll take a bag of those. And they were like, sorry. <laughs> Those are for on- online only. No. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> People, and they, what? They wouldn't give them to me, but they had them there. And so I, of course, sat down and ordered them on my phone. <laughs> and 25 <laughs> minutes later, when my online order still didn't go through, I was like, I've, I got to go. I can't sit here <laughs> for this long. My food was already gone. I like I, the resourcefulness uh-huh. to go ahead and hit that online order, though. But so, yeah. system. No, I, and I think, like, you know, but then I think of where my daughter does uh, gymnastics here in Springfield. And uh, it's, like, just a normal, like, place. But the owner of it, he, he did my daughter's class like he does them when they, the new students when they come. And um, it was just so cool. Like, he remembered. Like, he conversed with me. He conversed with my wife. He knew my daughter's name. So, for me, I'm like, we're back. We're going to go back again this year. Why? Because, like, I have no problem going back to a place where they do make you feel welcome and wanted. Why do you guys think that's so important? Like, we talk about this at Young Adults. The heart of our group is that we make people welcome, feel, we want people to feel welcome and wanted when they walk in. Um, why, why do we care about that? Why do we care about that? 
I feel like everybody that, that goes anywhere, everyone wants to feel wanted, whether they're in a relationship with somebody else, whether you're in a family, whether you're in a group. I think on a basic level, just as human beings, everybody wants mm-hmm. to to feel wanted. And part of our, our job as um, people that serve at a church at, at High Street is to make make people feel welcome. And yeah. JC, what, what would you have to add to that? Like biblically, why do we want to make people feel welcome and wanted? I think God, since we're believers, God has assigned us people to be the hands and feet of Jesus. So what that means is when we're interacting with people, we need to treat them as Jesus would treat them. And I, I could bet that Jesus probably had the best hospitality because he saw every individual, yeah. people who didn't normally get seen, the people who were outsiders, who people hated because they were tax collectors. Um, there's a long list of people that, God, or that Jesus saw that other people would have never seen. Mm, that's good. I mean, I think also in the Bible, it talks about like to practice hospitality and the word hospitality in Greek actually means like love of strangers. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so interesting because we can just like naturally be super selfish and be like, why would I need to talk to this stranger? Like it doesn't matter. Um, but it actually does matter because everyone matters to God. And so when we see people that they matter to God, then it's like, we got to figure out where they at spiritually. Like we want to make sure that they feel so comfortable here. And, and Jason, and I get to lead the hospitality teams, um, here on Sunday mornings. And, um, man, something we always talk about is like, we have to like break down barriers for people, especially if they're coming into a church because people are nervous, like things are going on in their life. And there's so many barriers that are just naturally built up. And so for us, like, that's why we have our parking lot team who are like waving and smiling. We're like, we're praying that that would break down a barrier that's why we have people at the doors people at next steps people at the coffee stations so we can break down any barrier so people feel like whoa like people actually want me here and our prayer is that through making people feel welcome and wanted they could hear the message of Jesus and start a relationship with him yeah and that's the motivation for making people feel welcome and wanted is that we have this great hope and because we have a hope and we have a relationship with Jesus we're empowered by the Holy Spirit to go and love people. And if you, if you didn't listen to the episode before this, which is having your God goggles on and seeing people the way that God sees them, that's like the start. Go back and listen to it. But that's the start of really making people feel welcome and wanted. And what you said, JC, I think of Jesus. At the time of Jesus, kids didn't have a lot of value. And I, I did seven years of elementary PE, elementary education. Kids can be annoying, <laughs> let me tell you, all right? But... Jesus, what did he do? He welcomed them and is like, hey, these are the ones that are going to inherit my kingdom, people with this childlike faith, like because he just loved them where they were at, and I think that that's so cool uh, and and that he did that. And and I think of it, it extends as a believer to all different areas of our lives. We were talking about it. It's like we're up in a grocery store, and it's like we feel this need to – you can't shut it off once you start to Mm -hmm. see it, once you start Mm -hmm. to view – Um, yourself as a host and not a guest. Like, talk us through what it means to be a host rather than a guest, not just at church, but in all areas of your life. Yeah, I think um, naturally a lot of us want to just view ourselves as a guest because we're like, well, I'm not in charge. So like, why would I need to be the host? Uh, But we talk a ton just in our training through like team track and just like um, teaching people how to like serve and stuff. And, And we talk about how like 
hosts actually take initiative. And I think that's one of the biggest things is like you take initiative in conversations. Uh, you take initiative to help direct people to figure out like what what is the service going to look like? Let me inform you with this information. Um, and I think it's so, so important because when we just change our mindset to, okay, I'm just going to come and I'm going to do my thing to, okay, how can I serve and who does God want me to talk to? Like it just changes the game and we can have so many more opportunities when we are on purpose to switch our mindset from being a guest to a host. And, um, I think it's just been like super, I think it's been a huge tool for us, uh, to really just be able to change that and, and see that people like can take the initiative and can talk to people. And, uh, it's really cool. Yeah. I think a host takes initiative, like you said, whereas a guest just sits back, they're ready to receive. Daniel, you are someone who takes so much initiative. Why do you do that? Where did you learn that from? Where did you see it modeled? I learned it from my home church. We are, a model was a need seen is an assignment given. And so Ooh. oftentimes... When say that on. one more time for us. A need seen is an assignment given. And if you see something that needs to be done, you got to be you got to be the one to take care of it. And I, I think we keep saying that word initiator. I think it's very cool in that host versus guest. Um, just analogy, that thought process, because I was studying the other day and looking at the beginning of time, God initiated mm. creation and he initiated a relationship with us. That he created us and he initiates this relationship with humans. We break that relationship with him, that fellowship, and then he initiates it again and brings mm. us back to him through Jesus, and, and God is always initiating these relationships with us, and because the relationship we have from God through Jesus, we are called, hey, you know what, if someone comes, I'm going to initiate a relationship with them, because somebody took the time and initiated that with me. That's good. That's so good. Daniel, I remember the first young adults you were ever at. I actually do. You know why I remember it is because after a Tuesday night, it's late. People are, people are going. I don't blame them. But we were emptying trash cans. Jared and I were. It was your first time there, and you took ownership, and you emptied trash cans. I remember that. And it, immediately I knew. I was like, Daniel's an awesome guy, man. Like, you have that ownership, that initiative. And so, man, it, it pays off. Like, if you're looking to be a leader, start by serving, right? Yeah. Jesus came not to be served, but to serve others. JC, tell us about you. You host a group at your house, and you, you just meet up with a lot of people and do those things. How how does it look like for you to be a host in those environments, and why does it matter? For me, yeah, I don't think that hospitality was like a natural gift um, given. To some people it is, but I had to really learn practices through here. Like the internship helped me a lot, but then after that, I just really fell in love with getting to know people um, and paying attention to them and just giving them the time of day that they deserve. A lot of times at young adults, people are coming in who've been at work all day, um, and so have we, but still we can find the energy within ourselves to just go forward and asking them intentional questions because everyone deserves to be cared for and loved and valued. And I think when we meet those three emotional needs, people are more mm -hmm. willing to respond to us um, and they want to have a relationship with us and it shows that we care about them. Um, but yeah, I love meeting with girls and having girls at my house because I get to host them and just welcome them into the space that God has given me. Um, you know, I rent a house that's not very nice. It's an old house. and we Your try house is cool. We had a young adult meeting there <laughs> once. It's cool. We try to make it cute and keep it a little bit clean, but it's old. It's crusty. It's, it's a little <laughs> bit, a little bit worn down. 1917, you know, 
But I still get to use that space that um, God has given me these past two years to host girls. And they always are just like, we love this house so much. We think it's so cute. And sometimes I literally sit suckers on the table and I'm like, that is all I have to give you. But it's what I'll give you for this hour and a half that you're here. Um, but I think more than that, they just love the relationships mm-hmm. they get to have in that home. Um, so I try to cultivate in that, that environment every week. Yeah, JC, that makes me think of how um, everyone is looking for relational leadership uh, because we're in a series on conversations and how conversations matter and we can have conversations that matter the most. And um, a lot of times it can be like, okay, cool, we're talking about the weather and that's it. We're talking about sports. I most of the time I'm not talking about sports, but like you could be talking about sports, you know. And so um, it's one of those things where when someone comes in and starts asking you intentional questions about like, your life and what you like to do and your family it's like that's different and you're like whoa like what why does this person care so for me I'm like reminded that those kind of questions like actually make people feel so welcomed and like that person wants to get to know me Mm -hmm. and so um that's like one of my favorite things is like trying to figure out like okay like how can we get to know this person better and we talk a lot about like always be collecting the dots so you can be connecting the dots and I think as people um here on our team like we want to be like master connectors so we can like not only know people but we can let them know a lot of other people so that they can truly feel like this is a place of like belonging and um just feeling like they have a spot here so I think that's so huge and I think one more thing I would say is I think about like Daniel and I think about actually everyone in this room right now as we're having uh, this podcast um but I think of like you when a lot of times we think of hospitality as like spaces of like hey I'm gonna like make sure the music's on make sure I have cookies make sure I have coffee like whatever it may be and I love that my mom taught me that and I love that side of the hospitality it like really actually brings me joy but I think even more than that people can have like a hospitable presence about themselves Mm -hmm. when you look at someone in the eyes and like let them know that like actually I'm going to give of my time right now in this moment whether it's a Sunday morning at the grocery store at the Starbucks like wherever it is Mm -hmm. and like in those moments like I remember meeting someone and I was like wow like I feel like they just gave of their time and like really invested with me even for like five minutes Mm -hmm. and it made me it made me like leaving that conversation feeling like I want to do that for so many other people because it made me feel seen. Yeah, I would say this is that if you are a host, you are a thermostat. If you are a guest, you're a thermometer. A thermometer reflects the temperature. A thermostat sets it. And so if we're going to be good hosts, like people, we've both mentioned it, like or we've all mentioned it, is the people are what change the environment. Mm-hmm. The environment matters, music, all those different things matter. Like we, we love that stuff. Like a good but vibe. We love a good vibe mm-hmm. and uh, some outdoor lights, you know, whatever. But the, the thermostat idea of it, like people set the temperature. And I want to say this, like to the, any guys that are listening out there, I think guys struggle with this sometimes. So I I think it's so important that guys like this, uh, being a good host, being hospitable is not something that is reserved only for women. Mm -hmm. This, guys, you you need to do this in your own home, right? You need to do this uh, as a father, as a husband. You need to do this uh, with your guys, your friend groups, because guys really struggle sometimes to break through that, uh, to have conversations that actually matter. You setting the temperature and being vulnerable is what um, I think creates that. Uh, Daniel, this is one of the things we talk about is that uh, guests put others on edge, but hosts put others at ease. Break that down for us. Like guests put others on edge, yeah. hosts put others at ease. You put people at ease. How do you do it? I think 
I think it is part of it is just being genuine with someone and and being genuine like looking out for their interests and you can show that by when you go to them you don't put them on edge by by standing there and give them the head nod and be like hey it's good <laughs> to see you and then like walking like as uh-huh. you walk past them but it's you you thinking and asking intentional questions and you remember what people say and you don't just ask the basic you know it is feel nice outside you know 70 degrees yeah. you know you like in the weather but ask intentional questions uh-huh. remember what you've asked them and and try to just get to know someone i think like coco said just looking someone looking someone in the eyes being genuine and and asking people about them and things that they like and allowing them to speak because i think for guys especially for youth students um they're not going to open up if i if i <laughs> if you ask them questions that they that they're not they're not going to answer like hey man what have you been what have you been reading this week? It's like the the How about the uh the market, huh? My high school my high school squad is not gonna be responding very well to that question. Um but asking questions that are relevant, uh asking questions about them and just being genuine and honest and actually concerned about them over trying to get them to look at you or see what you've done or talking about yourself is a, is an easy way to do that, I feel like. And, and I think a guest focuses on the 99% that is different between mm-hmm. someone, but the host, did I learn this from you, Coco, do you say this? The Wait. host focused on the 1% that you have in common. I don't think it was originally me. I uh, learned it from someone else. Credit. Could I tell you? I don't know who it was. But, well, but you, no, I think that's, that's a huge point because uh, the reality is you don't like vibe with everybody. You know, I've definitely been there where I'm like, whoa, I should get out of this conversation as soon as possible because it's just like not working. Um, I feel that. It, yeah, it just yeah. happens. And so I think like knowing that it like it's OK. Uh, and some people you're going to have like an incredible conversation you're like, wow, I could do this all night long. But then other people, it's like, I got to I got to go. Um, but I think like not giving up on those people. And for me, I think like remembering like the 99 percent principle is uh, focus like if you find one thing in common, like focus you, the ninety nine focus ninety nine percent of your time on that one percent in common, and so I think that's helpful for me because if if I'm like can't connect with anything you know on any level with this person, but I figure out that they like to shop at Target, I'm like. I like to shop at Target, so let's chat about that. Like, you know, they're doing a little remodel right now, and so it gives you something to talk about. And then the next week that I see them, I can remember their name, be like, girl, you've been to Target lately? Tell me about what you got. Like, and I know that sounds, like, so surface level, but, like, in order to get to, like, deeper things, you have to start somewhere. And so that's why I think it's important. But then it's also helpful to, like, connect them with other people uh, because that is, like, a huge – that's a, the value of the team is, like, hey, I'm not super connecting with this person. Not a problem. I will introduce them to someone else, and hopefully the connection can be made. Yeah, I'm also thinking this just came to my mind, but figuring out somebody's top priorities in their life is really helpful to ask them intentional questions. So maybe they're in school and then you can follow up by asking how school this week or Mm -hmm. are you anxious about tests coming up, finals coming up? Um, Or if they're in the real world, you can say, how's work going? And then follow up with work the next week, the next week. Those are like two main priorities. I feel like people and young young adults are either in one stage or the other. Um, But also like family life um, or if they're married, things like that um, are good things to keep up with in your mind, too, to know how to check in with the person when you see them the next week and the next week. Yeah, and I, I just like I've been thinking about this as we've talked, and it's like, you know what separates Christianity from other religions is that Jesus was the initiate, like God initiated with us by sending his son Jesus. He initiated that relationship with us. Like the fact that Jesus was God in the flesh here on earth, like 
it, fully man, fully God, is really crazy because he, he loves us that much. He initiates with us that much that like he wants a relationship with all of us. And so if we have a relationship with him, if he's saved us from our sin, we should want to demonstrate the love of Christ um, to other people. What, what would you have to kind of expand on that, Daniel? I think, I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, I think if Jesus does it, I think we're called to be more like Jesus in, in every way. And in a way, Jesus, Jesus um, didn't wait and let people come to him. People did come to Jesus, but oftentimes you see Jesus going and seeking yeah. out the one. Like I think of the, the, the woman at the well that Jesus went out, and she literally was the only one there. And she went out and sought after her. And he initiates the conversation that between a Jew and a Samaritan would never have happened unless somebody came in and initiated that. And I think that's what we're called to do is, look, this conversation shouldn't happen. Maybe other people think it's a bad idea to happen, but I'm going to initiate it and see, you know, what, what can the Lord do in this situation? Yeah, I want to get real practical here for a second. I, I'll go first, but I want, um, I want y'all to tell like a practical, simple thing you do in every environment, not just church, not just your house, that puts people at ease. So like an actual practical thing you do that puts people at ease. So for me, one of the things I love to do in a group setting in order to make people feel welcome and wanted is when I meet somebody, I love trying to connect them with someone else that I think could have a good conversation with them because I know that a community is going to be best when it's like sticky, you know, and there's people that know other people and God strengthens us by knowing other people. So it doesn't matter if it's in my house or uh, I'm somewhere else at, at a party or whatever. Like I want to introduce people and help put them at ease by giving them more people that they know. And that's a practical thing that I do. Coco, what about you? Yeah, I think that's good. Um, we talk, you know, we train a lot of our interns on, on this idea of hospitality. And one of the things that we do is we're like, hey, like put five questions in your back pocket and just be prepared. Um, and I think that you give me an example, like one yeah, of those questions. really practical. What's your name? <laughs> so people were like asking questions and I'm like, what's like really practical. That's the first question I would ask somebody if I'm meeting them is, Hey, like, what's your name? And then if it's in a church setting, I'd be like, how long have you been coming to high street or young adults? Um, and then from there I can be like, are you in school or are you working here? And so like some of those questions at first are a little bit like they have one answer, but then like we try to ask like some open ended questions. So it's like, cool. Like what brought you to Springfield? Like, uh, you know, tell me about this, tell me about that. And so like trying to ask those questions to like have that conversation. Um, and I think just having them prepared helps us to actually go out and do it. Cause if you don't know what you're going to say, then it's hard to do it and hard to be a host. But when you're just like, cool, no, I can, I can do that. And I think of, uh, Daniel, I think of your wife, Emma, uh, she's incredible at this too. Like she is so good at like welcoming people. And then by the end of their conversation, they're like best friends. And I'm like, Emma, like that is a gift. Daniel married yeah. up. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's right. <laughs> but, um, so I, I think you guys are a power couple in that, which is awesome. But, uh, yeah, I think just being prepared with questions and then, like you said, like trying to connect them with other people people i would agree with both of them i think i think for me i try to find what what they like to do whether it's their job or whether it's um their hobbies i try to find something that i can i have in common with them and if i i go through my list of okay what do you do what do you like to do okay no like you have four hours to yourself what really are you gonna do <laughs> nobody else is it with you you know like once that's a good I, question I, I like that yeah, yeah i'm like four hours by yourself on a tuesday night what are you doing they're like well, other than young adults. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's the right answer. 
but I, I go through that line and I, I try to talk with them myself or like you said, Logan, if, I'm, if I go through, I run through it and, I'm, and I have nothing else for them, I'll either try to get a good joke and get out of the conversation <laughs> or I will, I'll, I'll give them off to somebody else, you know, because uh -huh. if, if you don't, you can always talk with someone about something, but if, if somebody else has something in common, like if, I, if there's a zoologist that comes in, I know Ben at Young Adults, mm -hmm. I'm going to be like, Ben, the, my zoologist, I'm going to bring you to him because <laughs> yeah, you I guys are going to rock I it. actually have a zoologist. I got a guy. <laughs> I, got, so. I have a guy. So That's great. Yeah, I think something I try to do is I really like one-on-one -on -one conversations more than group conversations. Um, so when I'm in a one-on-one -on -one conversation with someone, I try to have a legit, like, deep intentional combo with them instead of just asking them surface-level questions and walking away. People are going to start steering clear of you on, uh, on a Tuesday. I hope <laughs> not. I hope not. Oh, but, yeah. You, what's, like, a deep question you'd ask them? Ooh. So if they tell me they're in school, I ask them what their degree is, and then I ask them what made them passionate about that. Yeah, that's mm. good. That can really help them dive deeper into their like home mm -hmm. life how they grew mm -hmm. up how they were raised and then hopefully i can ask them um if they grew up in church so then we can go into spiritual things yeah. um, but other questions i mean there's <coughs> a bunch you can ask but you can use like those what when where why mm -hmm. how um statements at the beginning of a question in order to get them to be open-ended mm -hmm. answers so that really helps That's me good. I, th I think, too, um, with that, I, I'm just, like, so surprised when I ask someone, like, a question like that and then how open they are. Mm -hmm. And I'm just reminded that, like, people want to talk about their story. And so it just is encouraging to me when – and sometimes that's not the case. Like, trust me, I've had some really awkward conversations, and I would just – I would tell anybody, like, get through the awkwardness because it's going to happen. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm shocked at how open people are. But it's just really cool because God's always working. And so if we're just obedient to – have this conversation then it could be like whoa like we got to share the gospel in that or something and i think the thing that separates this this isn't this isn't a sales pitch for us we're not we're not trying to connect with people because we're trying to get something from them we're trying to connect with them because they are a person created by god we care about their soul we care about their growth that they would see the purpose that they have here on this earth and that they would have hope for eternity. And so that is why we here at Young Adults are so passionate about making people feel welcome and wanted. And honestly, we want our community to reflect that as well. And so that is something that we strive for, and we always will, and we always have to work at it. Um, our natural tendencies as humans, I don't think, is uh, our sin nature doesn't gr drift towards making people feel welcome and wanted. But when we're empowered by the Holy Spirit, when we're walking with God, we can do that, and we can show people the love of Christ. So, guys, I just want to thank you for, for being here today, and, uh, you know, thank you for sharing your thoughts, and we can't wait uh, to see all of y'all back for the next episode of Open Mic.